What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Tuesday, August 13th. Hope all you guys have had a good week up till now. Hope all you guys are continuing to grind, continuing to do better, and just keep striving for greatness, man. Just keep pushing regardless of the circumstances. Keep doing you and keep getting better. With that being said, today I want to come at you guys and talk about two topics. The first one that I want to talk about are my top five players in the class of 2021, which is the incoming junior class. So let's get right into it. So at number five, all these players I really believe will be playing in the NBA sooner rather than later. So that just want that to be known. So at number five, I have Shet Home Holmgren. Excuse me, Shet Holmgren. If you don't know him, he is a seven foot center. He's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, he just went viral recently on Twitter for hitting Steph Curry with his own signature double behind the back move. Um, he currently goes to Mini Haha Academy in the Minneapolis area. Um, he just played his uh, AAU season for Team Sizzle, which is based out of Minnesota on the Under Armour circuit. He has offers from Minnesota, Purdue, Texas, Baylor, California, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Western Kentucky, just to name a few. He has a lot more offers than that, but those are just the ones that I decided to list. Now, Shet Holgrim is literally a seven-foot kid that does every single thing on the basketball floor. He was one of the best shot blockers in the nation this past AAU season. He is one of the best shot blockers in all of high school, that's for a fact. He has a really good handle for being seven foot. Like Steph Curry couldn't even guard him. He can shoot it. His post game is okay as of right now. He needs to work on it. His main thing right now is just adding on weight and putting on muscle to get to that next level because he is really, really skinny and thin right now. Like he is skinny as hell. But if he's able to put on weight for the next level, which I think he will, I think he just struggles with it right now because he's never really had to be on weights or anything like that. Once he starts putting on that muscle, it's going to be a wrap because he is legit, legit. I've been watching him ever since the beginning of the spring and the, or the end of the spring, the beginning of the summer, and he's only gotten better. The thing right now, as I said, he just has to put on weight. The favorites to land him right now are the home state uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Coach Richard Pertino, who's the son of Rick Pertino, are the favorites to land him. We shall see if that stays the same, but I do in fact, think that the Blue Bloods are just waiting on him to add weight. Like, I think Kentucky wants to offer him. I think Carolina wants to offer him. I think Kansas wants to I think Kansas has done the offer to him. But they really just want to see if he's going to be able to add that extra weight. Because as of right now, he doesn't need it. Because at the high school level, he's honestly dominant. He's one of the best players regardless of class. But for that Division One level, he's going to have to add at least 20 to 25 pounds at least. Because he's really, really skinny. But... Regardless, he is still one of the most talented players in the nation, and that is the reason that I have him at number five. So that is Shet Holgram. Please be on the lookout for him because he is next up. If you haven't seen that video of him crossing over Steph Curry at Steph Curry's camp, go check that out because he is the real deal. So that is Shet Holmgren at number five. At number four is my favorite player in the young class of 2021. Goes by the name of Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy is a 6'4 point guard. He is originally from Detroit, Michigan, but he recently made the move last year all the way to Las Vegas, Nevada because his brother, his older brother, Amari Hardy, currently plays for the Running Rebels of UNLV. So he made the move with his brother and his family all the way to Las Vegas. 
and he currently plays at Coronado High School in the Henderson um, area, which is the city right next to Las Vegas. And Jaden Hardy, man, he played this past summer on the AU circuit, on the Nike EYBL circuit with Vegas Elite, where he averaged 20 points per game, a little bit, shooting over almost 50%, had about four rebounds a game, averaged about four rebounds a game, averaged almost three assists per game, and averaged 1.2 steals per game. This dude is the absolute truth. I love watching Jaden Hardy play because he can get it done in a plethora of ways. The, his ability to score, and he, like I said, he averaged 20 points for a team that was one of the best scoring teams in the nation, and they had so many different types of scores. Vegas Elite had Josh Christopher. Um, what's his name? Obviously, Jaden. You had Julian Strother. You had Noah Tights. You, they had a lot of really good players on that team and a lot of really good scores, and for – Jaden to be an underclassman and still average 20 points per game on that team is just a testament to how good of a score he is. Like a lot of people say you can use him as a combo guard or a point guard, but really to me, I think he's just a really, really good scoring point guard. Like he has a little hitch in the jump shot, kind of like he has a little two motions in his jump shot right now. He has to work on getting a quicker release, but regardless, his jumper is money. Like it's it's a bucket, and he knows how to get to the bucket. He'll dunk on you if he has to. At six four, really athletic for his height. He is the goods. He has offers from just to name a few. He has offers from UCLA, Alabama, Arizona, Arizona State, California, Memphis, Oklahoma, TCU, and UNLV, just to name a few. And just like Chet Holmgren, I think the, the Blue Bloods are just waiting to knock on his door because they know he is one of the best point guards in the nation in that class. And honestly, I think it's just a matter of time before Coach Calipari comes calling, Coach K comes calling, Coach Bill Self comes calling, all of them, even Coach Izzo, because he is from Detroit. So, you know, hopefully Coach Izzo throws him the offer I would love to have Jaden Hardy come and play for my Spartans. You know, it's definitely an option to go back home. But Jaden Hardy is the real deal. I really like his game. Go watch his highlights. He is a really, really special kid. He he just has that it factor about him that just tells you, like, he wants to go get a bucket. He's different. You can trust him with a ball in his hands when it comes to late-game late, late game situations. He's a different breed, literally. And NBA scouts have been really impressed by his game, his size, and just his ability to go and not care about what happens. He is a real-life bucket getter. So that, at number four, is Jaden Hardy. So let's move on to number three. At number three, another one of my favorite players in the class, Paulo Bonchero. I've talked about him a couple different times. He's a 6'9 power forward. He's from Seattle, Washington. Currently goes to O'Day High School in the Seattle, Washington area. Played this summer for the Seattle Rotary, which is based out of the Seattle area, um, where he averaged about 21.8 points per game, shooting over 50% field goal percentage, 11.2 rebounds per game. So that's a double-double. Um, 4.2 assists per game and 2.4 blocks per game. This dude, honestly, if Paul Millsap were in high school, it would be Paulo Bonchero. Honestly, he literally plays just like Paul Millsap. They're both really good and effective in the post. Both have really, really excellent footwork. Both know how to get a bucket. Both can shoot from the mid-range and the three-point line and just know how to get their own. And are, be, are The best thing about their games is that they're able to affect the game without just scoring the ball. Like Paulo, as I already said, two blocks per game, really good rebound. He, he averaged a double-double. He is a double-double machine. And I think the Paul Millsap comparison is just accurate. If you ask me personally, he's a little bit taller than Paul Millsap too. 
he has offers from all the Blue Bud schools are calling. So the favorites to land him are Washington because he has ties. I believe both his parents went to UW, so that's a big tie there. But he has offers from Washington, Duke, Gonzaga, another in-state school trying to get him, Kentucky, Memphis, and North Carolina. All the Blue Blood schools are calling Paolo Boncero's phone because they know he is a once-in-a-lifetime type talent, and he is the type of talent to go to your school and really change the the way that your program is going. Like if you went to a, a bad school, like, say, a Washington State or, like, a Oregon State, he would definitely change the entire atmosphere for those schools because they're not necessarily known for basketball success, but he is su such a good player that he's just a really – system and role changing type of player like he is an nba player no doubt in my mind good size good hands as i already stated good feet work everything about him just screams nba talent that's why i really like him and that's why i have him at number three as the best player in the class of 2021 as number three so let's move on to number two now number two and number one i'm not gonna lie to you guys i had a real hard time trying to dispute who the one and two best players in the class of 2021 are but as I was watching highlights and watching real game footage, I think it just became obvious to me. So at number two, I have Terrence Clark. Terrence Clark is a 6'7 shooting guard slash small forward wing player. He's from Boston, Massachusetts, currently goes to Brewster Academy, which is in New Hampshire, which has produced a lot of good players from Donovan Mitchell to I believe Derrick Jones Jr. went there for the Heat, Miami Heat. Um, recently, they just had Alonzo Gaffney, who you'll see at Ohio State. They had Kai Jones, who you'll see at Texas this upcoming season. And they produce a whole bunch of high-level D1 players. And Terrence Clark is up next. Now, Terrence Clark just played his AU season with Expressions Elite, who are based out of the Boston, you know, Northeast area, um, where he averaged about 17 points per game off 43% shooting, 5.7 rebounds per game, 4.3 assists per game, and 1.1 steals per game. Now, this guy is a lanky 6'7". His legs are literally crazy long. He looks like a spider almost. Can get to the rack with ease because just his length is incredible. Has a really good triple threat game. And I don't say that a lot about a lot of kids these days, but his triple threat game is honestly second to none in the country. Like He really knows how to use a triple threat, whether it's jab steps, whether it's pump fakes, whatever it is. He knows how to use it, and he utilizes it to the best of his abilities, and he's able to get past his defenders with an ease because Terrence Clark is really, really good and crafty with the ball in his hands, and he is a difference maker. Right now, the favorites to get him are Kentucky or Duke because he is a blue blood type of player. Coach Calipari and Coach K are going to be fighting for this dude's, um, what shall I say, skills for a very long time. So Kentucky is offered, Duke is offered. Arkansas has offered, Auburn has offered, Baylor has offered. Those are just a few. Those are just the ones that I decided to list. But really, in all reality, he can go to any college that he wants to on the map. Like, all college coaches are calling this dude. Terrence Clark is literally something special. And his high school game, honestly, is going to translate to the D1 level soon and then ultimately to the NBA level really, really good. His game is really, really solid. And he is an NBA-ready prospect right now, if you ask me. That is Terrence Clark. So, that leaves us with number one. Number one, a lot of you guys are just starting to hear about, but I kind of heard about him. Shout out to my guy Zay at These Ain't Jokes B on Twitter. Jonathan Kaminga. Now, if you don't know who Jonathan Kaminga is, he is a 6'8 small forward. He's from the Congo of Dominican Republic. 
Um, he currently goes to Our Savior New American, which is a prep school out in Center Reach, New York, that has produced a couple different players to the college level. Just played his AU season with the New York Renaissance, where he was one of the best players, if not the best player on the circuit as an underclassman. He averaged 20.8 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game, off 49.5% shooting. Now, I don't even know how to really explain this guy's game, but he's unguardable. He is literally unguardable. Like, he can get to the rack whenever he wants. And not only can he get to the rack, but he's dunking on you if he does decide to get to the rack. Like he, he knows how to jump off two feet. He knows how to jump off one foot and dunk on you with one or two hands. He is special. And when you think you've cut him off and beat him to a spot and you think you've, you know, you've slid and been able to stop him, he will raise up and shoot over you. And not only just shoot over you, but he'll knock down the tough and contested shot. Jonathan Kaminga is the goods like he is the goods i don't know you know what transition made him go from the dominican republic to new york but it was a smart move for him and his family he's gonna make his family millionaires because he is the real deal like i've seen a lot of people say like my guy zay he said that he could possibly if he were to enter the nba draft the 2019 nba draft he would have been one of the best wing players if not the best wing player that includes cam reddish you know, Nazir Little, all those guys that were drafted. And that's saying a lot. And honestly, if you watch his highlights, that is not far-fetched at all. Because Jonathan Kaminga is a different type of hooper. I don't know what type of water that they got in the Dominican Republic, but this guy is special. And I mean truly, truly special. He is a different breed. And literally, right now, people are saying that the favorites to get him are the quote-unquote hometown school of St. John's and Mike Anderson, but Kentucky has offered recently, and he's visited Kentucky on an unofficial visit. Duke recently offered a couple months ago, and it sounds like he's interested in there. So it's, and, you know, Alabama's offered, Arizona State, LSU, UConn, and Georgia, just to name a few others, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to come down to the Blue Blood schools. I think Duke and Kentucky, just like Terrence Clark, are going to be battling for Jonathan Kaminga in his services. This dude is the truth. He is like something I haven't seen before in a long time in the high school hoops area. So that is my top five players in the class of 2021. As I previously stated, they're heading into their junior seasons. I will say it again. At number one, I have Jonathan Kaminga. At number two, I have Terrence Clark. At number three, I have Paulo Bonchero. At number four, I have my guy, Jaden Hardy. At number five, I have Shet. Holmgren. So let's get to our next topic that I said I was going to talk about earlier, and that is Oregon's men's basketball team. So if you are a Ducks fan, you woke up to some pretty good news today, and that is the reclassification of one of the top big mans in the class of 2020 and Fali Dante, who decided to reclassify and enter the class of 2019, which will make him a college freshman in just a couple of weeks, and he will head up to Eugene, Oregon and play for the Ducks. But first, let's talk about Oregon real quick. So the Ducks honestly had a pretty up and down year, but in the Pac-12 tournament, they managed to make a run and go crazy and pretty much beat a couple teams, including Washington, and go on and win the Pac-12 tournament and, you know, ticket their name and staple their name into the NCAA tournament, where they ultimately ended up losing to the University of Virginia, the eventual national champs, and I believe the second round. But that team ended up losing. 
Bobo to the NBA draft, who was drafted by the Denver Nuggets. They lost Lewis King, who was who went undrafted, but he entered his name into the NBA draft. I believe he's playing with the Detroit Pistons now. They lose Kenny Wooten, who also entered his name into the NBA draft, went undrafted, who now has a shot to play for the New York Knicks. They also lose Ihab Amin, who graduated. They lose Paul White, who also graduated. And they lost two transfers in Miles Norris, who transferred to UC Santa Barbara, and Victor Bailey Jr., who transferred to the University of Tennessee. So, it was crazy because I didn't even realize that Oregon had lost so much talent until literally today. I thought the Ducks were going to be good because Dana Allman does a really good job, and he's done it ever since he's been at Oregon. But they have a really good recruiting class, and with the Ducks adding in Fali Dante, it puts them over the hump. And honestly, I wouldn't say next season they're going to be the number one team in the Pac-12, but I do think it really makes some legitimate contenders in the Pac-12 to either be number one. Right now I have them at number two just behind Washington by a little bit, but just by a little bit. So going back to Infali Dante, he was probably a top 15 player in his class of 2020. He reclassifies to 2019, becoming an incoming college freshman. He's a seven-foot center. He's from Mali, which is a country in West Africa. He made the transition all the way to the States, coming to play in Kansas for Sunrise Christian Academy, which has produced a lot of good players. Then he plays his grassroots AU ball for the Mocan Elite, which is the um, Midwest version uh, for Kansas, Missouri, um, in the EYBL circuit. They end up winning the entire EYBL Peach Jam. And Fali Dante, I believe, was the MVP of the game. He is a seven-foot monster. Now, he needs to do a lot of polishing on his game offensively, but he's good if you run plays for him to get him open to free him up in the post. If he has a little bit of space, he will finish over you. He is a monster defensively at blocking shots. He is also one of the best shot blockers in the entire country. He's just a really good NBA type of prospect too. He has all the tools and potential to be as great as he wants to be a really dominant big man. He just has to keep working. He knows how to catch lobs. He, he blocks shots, as I already said. He creates uh, space in the paint, excuse me. He knows how to post up. He's just got to get a little bit more polished offensively with his left and right hand. But once he does, to me, he's easily a lottery pick easily as a one-and-done type prospect, and Fali Dante is the goods. It sounded like Oregon and Kentucky were the favorites. They were going back and forth trying to get his services, but ultimately Dana Altman and the Ducks ended up prevailing. So with Fali Dante being in the 2019 class, I wanted to talk about the other people that Oregon are bringing in because they lost so much talent from last year's team. So let's get right into it. Um, returners, they're going to have Will Richardson, who had a pretty decent freshman season. They're going to bring back uh, Peyton Pritchard, who was their point guard, one of the best point guards in the nation, if you ask me, I'd say he's probably top 10 somewhere in that area. And that's pretty much all. They they also return Isaac Okoro, um, who's another good player, or I believe his name is Francis Okoro. I'm sorry about that. Really good player, too. Had his freshman year. Um, and so those are pretty much the only real returners that are going to give important minutes. So they bring in, in the 2019 class, five-star player C.J. Walker, who was a 6'8 forward from Orlando, Florida. Went to Oak Ridge High School, really good player. They're going to bring in Isaac Johnson, who's a 6'11 center from American Fork, Utah. Is from American Fork. Um, went to American Fork High School. They're also going to bring in uh, Chandler Lawson, who is the younger brother of Diedrich and KJ Lawson, who just played at Kansas this past season. He's a 6'8 forward from Memphis, Tennessee. He went to Wooddale High School. Then they bring in Juco transfer Chris DeWarty, who's a 6'5 shooting guard from Troy, New York. Went to Northwest Florida State Junior College. Then they bring in Locke War, who's a 6'9 power forward from 
Papillion, um, Nebraska. He went to Papillion La Vista South High School in the Nebraska area. Then they also add um, UNLV transfer immediately eligible Shakir Justin, who's a six-seven small forward who transferred from um, um, UNLV, as I already stated. He's from Hutchinson, Kansas. Then they also bring in um, Eric Williams, who's a six-six shooting guard from New Haven, Michigan, who transferred from Duquesne. But he's going to end up sitting out this next season. He will sit one and play two because of the transfer rules. You have to sit out one season. Um, really good two really good couple years at Duquesne, though. Um, he's going to be a really good player for Oregon once he's eligible. Then you have Anthony Mathis, who really put Oregon over the top, if you ask me. He was one of the best grad transfers available on the market. And he played with Peyton Pritchard in high school at West Lynn in Oregon. He's from Oregon. I believe they played together on varsity for about three years. He's a year older than Peyton, I believe. Graduated a year earlier. And so they're back together. And to me, if you ask me, they form one of the best um, backcourts in the entire nation. Um, I actually made a top five backcourt list in college basketball. I believe they were number three or four on my list. I got to go back and read it. But Anthony Mathis, he's a transfer from New Mexico. He's going to play one season with the Ducks. Really, really good player. I like his game a lot. He is a knockdown shooter. And already having that experience playing with Peyton Pritchard is going to make the Ducks a really formidable team when the uh, season comes. So then they also have um, Eugene Omaruyi, who is not eligible yet, but He's a 6'6 small forward from Mono, Ontario, Canada. He's a transfer from Rutgers. He will sit one and play one. So Oregon adds a lot of talent, even though they have a couple players in Eric Williams and Eugene Omaruyi who are not going to play. They're going to sit out for transfer rules. But all the other players that they added are really good pieces. And the Ducks, as I already stated, they might not be number one on my list right now in the Pac-12 because I have to see what Washington's going to look like. But... I think it's a really good chance, especially with adding in Fali Dante, that they're going to end up being Pac-12 champions um, this upcoming season. I think they have a really good chance to win it all when it comes to the Pac-12, and they are a really good team. Um, Dana Allman has done a really good job being able to replace all the talent that he lost because, let's face it, he lost three players to the NBA, he lost two players to graduation, and he lost two players to transfer. So that's what? seven nine players that he lost from last year's team that's a lot to replace that's what coach calipari has to do year in and year out for freshmen but it's different when you have players graduating and transferring and going to the nba so for dana allman to be able to replace and his coaching staff to be able to replace all those type of players is a testament to what oregon is building as a basketball program instead of just being known for football and all the other sports and now that they're really building in basketball it's going to be really exciting to see what oregon can do this upcoming season so as always Shout out to my nuts and bolts sports family. Go check them out immediately. Their articles and podcasts are always fire. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review, and share. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Who's Podcast. As always, have a beautiful and blessed rest of your guys' days and weeks. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace, love, and blessings gone.